Previously on the Backwater Bastards. Our bastards had traveled through to the edges of Wraith's space, where they came across a strange little diner where they met their friend, the Replicant. These three bastards had just figured out that something strange was going on with BioLife and that they needed to go investigate the planet Eatmore. After traveling with the Veskanoth, the poor, beautiful creature had met its demise at the hands of BioLife's strange mechanical beings. Now join Nelvin, a space pirate who gets dragged into weird things with weird people and enjoys a great birthday. Dr. Z, a jellyfish piloting a jelly body known as the Honey Boy. And Cleo Decap, an ursine with a human soul that loves making a great entrance with a big boom. Now join me with my bad, fake, DM Dick Dynamite accent with The Dead Song Part 2. see stepping inside here this it must be a lobby of some sorts there are no lights on which is strange you look around and uh, this lobby it has a near the end of it there's a reception desk and you see this older looking synthetic behind the desk greetings and welcome to biolife's first private facility how can i help you step back and push nelly forward <laughs> taking a step what looking back like Big guy, what is it exactly we're looking for in here? We are searching for the monolith. It is deeper into the facility, I feel it. You can see further into the room, there are doors in the shadows. There's one off to the, like, looking forward, you see one a little bit off to the left. You see one a little bit off to the right. And Synthetic, she's just standing, like, every so often twitching behind this desk. You need anything? Well, I don't know. You think I should put this thing down? Down? Why? Aren't you here on behalf of bi- 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 BioLife? Sure, why not? Can I please see your credentials? Well... The jelly, <laughs> the jelly's got that. <laughs> Step to one side. Z! Z! Yes, it's clear. Z, do you got our, you know, from, from the, from the airport? Ah, yes, the diplomatic passes, yes. Yes, look, walk up confidently and strong and I'll I'll be by you. <coughs> um, <coughs> excuse me, miss, uh, you know... Yes, we are, we are diplomats. Yeah, well, well, we, uh, we, really, we signed a, <coughs> we signed a thing, we can't talk to you about this, but, uh, here... Yes, top secret, uh, secret stuff, secret, secret Terran stuff, and... Here's me, and here's them, and, uh, that's our, that's our associate. That's so all So you'll of be us. wanting, you'll be wanting to let this, uh, through, yes. because we really, we really can't be, uh, like... And perhaps turn the lights on, it's bloody dark in here, I mean, what, what, what are you doing? The, 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 the lights have been disabled, let me see your credentials. I imagine these documents are, uh legit like with quotation marks around them mm. literally like 
the, the things that um that uh that Z hacked into their little um into their uh, their little digital passports. Yeah, it's what we use to get into New Terra. I described uh, Cleo as being a diplomat from her Ursine half of her body's um, homeworld, and um, I was a um, assistant. They're scanning these these two pieces of documentation. Okay. Greetings, welcome, Diplomat Cleo. And you are the help. And these two are... And you watch as the replicant reaches over with a really long hand, and the the tip of their finger touches the forehead of this being. I'm sorry, but I'm in a hurry. And you watch as this flesh starts to form over the synth solid steel head and goes over their body. And it's it's maybe like three or four seconds as you're watching this flesh just rapidly go over them. And this woman falls back, this Terran woman, as she's staring at her hands and she's staring at all of you just shaking and just like sitting there just speechless. And the replicant starts moving forward towards the hallway on the right. Right, yes, well, um... <laughs> Slightly wide-eyed. <laughs> Well, well, thank you, thank you. We'll be on our way. We'll be on our way. We'll be out of your hair. What is shortly? I'm so hungry. What? Oh my god. Yeah, you'll get used to it. It's freezing. What? And you see, she's just backing up away from all of you. They turned her ass into a human. Can I roll a telepathy roll to try and calm her down? Yes. Please do just so that I can know more. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a nine plus five, so it'd be a fourteen of uh, calming telepathic. You know, uh, it's like in Rimworld where a drone is happening and the uh, <laughs> everyone starts feeling happy. <laughs> so this, you start sending out these waves towards this woman, and her breathing slows. She, her eyes, they they almost look a slight bit glazed over. <sighs> I. I I feel I don't feel good. I I've, I've never felt like this. What my stomach hurts? Everything's sore? For some reason my back's sore. What what happened? Yeah, welcome to life. Yes. <laughs> Don't really have much other advice for you other than, uh, welcome. Also, a bit of a shit move there, Replicant. You can't just go turning things into full-feeling sentient... uh, Not to say that synths aren't sentient, but... I needed to get through. I didn't want her sounding an alarm. I do not have your passports. I mean, you could have just killed them. Well, seems to me in the circumstances to be the decent choice. Yes, next time, ask us. We'll do it. Now this poor person has to go around living. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. (laughs) You see the red just looks utterly confused, just blinking these eyes at all of you. Do you all seek death? We came on this mission, didn't we? Ah, fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 no. Not me. I'm good. She gets up and like brushes herself off, looking at all of you, and it's like, I, 
guess I'll go get something to eat. I, I don't know. And she, she starts walking uh, towards the door on the left. Why? Uh, y- y- yes, um, uh, Cleo? Before she leaves, I'm gonna hand her a sauce packet. Oh, um, thanks. And she just opens it up, and she's, like, just sucking on it. <laughs> wow. Flavor. <laughs> That's a thing. Chili mayo. <laughs> Brilliant first sauce. <laughs> Out of all first sauces, a chili mayo? Where? My mouth? Oh god, my mouth. What's wrong with my mouth? <laughs> it, it hurts. It's burning. Uh, what did well, you do to me? That's 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 being alive. Oh god. <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> She, she wanders through the, the door. You see it opens up into what looks like a, a staff kitchen of some sorts. And she's kind of fumbling, going like, why are there no lights in here? This is exactly my question. Well, if the kitchen's that way, then maybe the monolith's that way? Yes, I believe we have to go through here. I mean, anything you say is probably correct. <laughs> Say anything in a cool enough voice and people will follow you to the ends of the earth. Let's go. I don't know what you just said, Nelvin, but I will follow you to the ends <laughs> of the earth. Same. <laughs> of course, when our DM makes a character, we have to follow that character like they are a DM. Well, <laughs> hit, hit, hit. I mean, I, Nelvin's going to sort of, you know, look off to the right and see uh, see what, what, the, what the right door has to offer. So this door, it, it slides open naturally, and uh, you look down this hallway, and none, none of these lights are on. Looking down there, you kind of have like lights on your suits, so you like click one on, and you see that uh, the hallway goes down a decent amount where it hits this point of there being a door at one end and then a, another door on the left. The right looks like it's been kind of caved in or sealed up. Now... If my spatial awareness is correct, and it always is, that way... Yes, I mean, I, I agree, Nelly. You, you are very observant of all spatial space. Thank you, Dr. Z. It's a, it's a pleasure to be unnoticed. Yes, well, we, we, Cleo and I, we've been watching, and it's, um, it's very incredible. Well, regardless, off that way, and I'm sort of, like, pointing with one thumb to the, the door to the left... That probably just leads back into their, that their kitchen. So I say we plow on straight ahead. Oh, well, I can't argue with that. I mean, we, we really, <laughs> we really ought to uh, just check, check the kitchen out. Ma- make sure. Yes. Make sure about it. Yes, I mean, clear. We, we, you and I could quickly just check. You know, they might have, they might have sauce. Well, they might. We should, we should check. They might have some sauce. And at this rate, if you just go around giving away A-grade sauce to strangers who become sentient human beings, then we're going to be out of sauce, so... Well, Z, Z, it was her birthday. You know that's our religion. Right, well, I I guess you are right. This is their birthday. Yes, so, uh, happy birthday. Birthday's the only god that we have. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple layered pun. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Z, you you glance into the kitchen 
and you just see this this synth or well previously a synth woman now human she's just eating like ripping apart these danishes that you actually recognize because this is a very popular biolife junk food that people love getting because these danishes are actually set up kind of like a like it's separated into different quadrants on the danish and each of these little quadrants separated by the flaky pastry is different flavors so people love grabbing these the danish is uh, it's known as the Rallaran danish because uh, there was a this this wonderful, this wonderful creator decided to name it after his home and it just the, the wonderful flavors that he remembers. And so uh, he oh sold God. the rights to BioLife and now BioLife is mass producing these, these Rallaran danishes. Wait, can I, lead, can, I, can I read ahead in the future? Can I read your brain a bit? Uh, you could try. <laughs> is Jacob Colespear here in the future and he's remembering Rallaran? you can't see this listeners but i'm so excited (laughs) because jacob colespear was cool (laughs) oh we kind of like we we wrapped up our campaign right when jacob colespear was getting exciting too yeah he was almost there but if jacob colespear has somehow followed us to the future (laughs) we found another group of bastards to hunt after there's enough wanted posters Look, it's it's the bastards are like a um, Dan Brown novel, okay? It's it's an entire secret thing that is happening in the background <laughs> of humanity, and uh, the threads are connected. You just need to find them. <laughs> so you look into this kitchen. There there are all sorts of boxes of these these Rellaran danishes, and there's like a a coffee pot that has not been used in a long time. It looks like this kitchen is more used as a storage because nobody's been coming in here to eat. Till till today. Until today. Till today. <laughs> I love it. You just did the Cleo voice with the Replican voice. It was brilliant. <laughs> Melvin, are you going to be while they're checking out the kitchen, are you walking down the hallway a bit? I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go up and just sort of like peek through the door and see what's going on up at the up ahead. So you and the, the replicant uh, go forward. And as you're coming to this this bit of an intersection, you hear from the left-hand side, there's two voices. They're very loud, very... You can tell they're kind of full of themselves. But this is a sealed door, and you hear, No, sail figures are going through the roof. We need to pick up production. No, I don't believe that's important. What we should be doing is trying to focus more on the PR campaign. And you can hear that coming through the door on the left. The door on the right, you see that there's a few puddles on the ground in front of it. Hmm. Uh, a quick little look at the puddle and see uh, see what manner of liquid it uh, it is uh, made of. <laughs> it appears to be just water. <laughs> water. Hmm. The strangest of the liquids. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that way is sort of sealed off from like a like a collapse of collapsed ceiling, is that right? Uh, so on the right hand side it looks like it's it's collapsed. It's like just kind of melded more into the wall. The front, like uh, going northward, it, it there is a door there and it does look like it opens and closes no problem. There's just a puddle of water in front of that door. And to the left you can hear people speaking just about sales figures and their PR campaign. Well, I mean, I think I'm going to assume, you know, I, I kind of, I, I like the cut of this replicant's jib, you know, he seems to be all, uh, all business. 
and uh, I'm going to assume that uh, their hurry is um, is such that uh, we don't really want to get bogged down by uh, talking to um, just sort of random administrators uh, from BioLife. So I'm just going to go port forward through that puddle and just pull open the door. So you go to open up this door, and we pop on over to the kitchen. You two are at the kitchen. Cleo, your bear nose is going wild. You're smelling custard, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. You're smelling it all. It's here. There are flavors galore. And Dr. Z, you're you're seeing just a, a lot of danishes. And just a, a woman just ripping these apart fairly as she's never eaten before and she is starving. Cleo's feeling that. Cleo, do you want to tell her about um, cramps or should we just let her experience it for the first time? I got, I got this. I got this. Okay, I'm gonna look for sauce. I'm gonna move further into the kitchen, and I'm gonna approach this woman. Oh, hey. Ma'am. Mm. Ma'am. <laughs> Ma'am. Ma'am. You do, you doing this wrong? <laughs> oh, and just like stuff just falls out of her mouth onto the table. <laughs> My jaw's so tired. Well, yeah. I mean, you gotta build up that <clears throat> that jowl muscle, but you gotta stack them. Oh. <laughs> you gotta take. See now, you you're really not optimizing your fitting capacity here. <laughs> you gotta when you get them, you gotta stack them and then smash them down, compact it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be harder to chew? No, you don't. I don't need to chew that. <laughs> oh. Okay. That'll dissolve. <laughs> That's just like paper. So you see she just grabs like five of these danishes and just starts pressing down on them. And you see like the, the innards are like oozing out uh, over her hands onto the table. There and she you just go. lifts up and just starts chomping onto it. Like just chewing, making like a bit of a face. Like Yeah, just, mm. just get it down. And don't forget your water. Mm. That way it'll slide right out when you're done with it. Where's a bunch of water in the back? Yeah, you should have some. You know, okay. you'll die if you don't. Oh. oh. Okay. You want to come get you want to come with me and get some water? Yeah, let's go. Now, see, <laughs> you're going to have to be doing the water all the time. Oh my god. I, like, it's awful. Like twice and a day? It's awful. Like a like I think something like a like a whole she moves her hands about like probably like a meter long space in between two paws and it's like like that like that much you gotta actually put in you and then and then now this is the worst part Mm. you gotta pee it out oh gross you spent all that time putting it in and then you gotta spend even more time getting it out and you don't even get to choose how have humans lived this long they should have died off there's no way they should have lived now most of them do but that's just how it is Oh, okay. Here, oh, come with me. I'll... And now wait, wait till you see how the Danish's uh, exit stage left, if you know what I'm saying. I'm not, <laughs> not looking forward to it. 
Jesus Christ. She starts leading you out of the kitchen, and I imagine, Cleo, you're probably taking one of the boxes of danishes. Yeah, I am. Yeah, saying nothing, you're following and <laughs> taking a few boxes and smushing them together. <laughs> <laughs> and just biting right in. The paper becomes so edible when it's squished. <laughs> and Dr. Z, you found like a, a couple squeezy bottles and some BioLife sauce. Uh, a few different flavors that you're you're kind of just stowing away into the into the honey boy. <laughs> you're just like slurping, yeah. the, like moving the the containers of sauce into you, and then you find that you mm-hmm. can just like kind of condense your your gel, and it'll squeeze yes. it out just no problem. So you're good. Oh, brilliant! Look at that. The woman leads you to the hallway where you see Nelvin and the replicant standing, and she's like, "Oh, the water's just right there." And you see Nelvin, like, presses the buttons, and the door slowly opens. And there, standing in front of Nelvin, is this membrane. It's uh, like a like a th- very thin membrane of energy. And you see all on the other side, there's water. And it's a co- complete solid wall. And you see just on the side, like, slides out of the wall, there's a tiny little box that says... Biolife breathing reads, and a tiny little screen appears, a little play sign. And the replicant turns down, like looking at it and looking at you. What is a breathing read? I got a feeling I'm gonna get my boots wet. We, we wouldn't happen to be leaving out the same way again, would we? I love water. No, when we make it to the monolith, I will be able to transfer us out of here safely. I had a sad feeling you might be saying that. I'm going to press the play button to uh, try and claim a, a breathing read, knowing full well that my, my fantastic uh, duster and Cuban heels are going to get totally wet. Dickie, you could put them inside the, the honey boy. That's not a bad idea. Well, that's also bad. <laughs> yeah, just put it in a garbage bag and shove it inside. <laughs> you see, as you press the play button, there's this woman appears on the on the screen and she's like by a fire of course by a fireplace looking at a book and looks up oh i didn't see you there lovely <laughs> hi so you're interested in biolife breathing reads that's fantastic you shouldn't just be allowed to walk and conquer the land you should be allowed to conquer the ocean just like any other creature with a biolife breathing read you can enter into the water and breathe it just as easily as any other amphibious being. Just simply take the reed from the package, place it in your mouth, and you watch as she, she puts it in her mouth, and swallow it, and then you watch as her, her throat bulges, and there are these, like, gills that start to form out of the sides of her throat. And she, like, winces. It's like, and it, in this painless technology... You can <laughs> just feel the transformation happen. And if you're worried this is permanent, it's not. She looks over at the side. It's not. This is not a permanent <laughs> transformation. Your flesh will go back to normal after 24 hours. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Try BioLife breathing reads today. I need to go in the water right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> and you just see like yeah. the screen that turned off. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Alright, I'm oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna get me one of those reeds. <laughs> we'll open the box. I'm gonna look at the uh 
the new human, and I'm gonna be like, listen, this ain't how you do it. So maybe you need to find a sink. Yeah. I'm just gonna go back to my desk and keep eating. But there's the water. Yeah, but you better find you some water. Yeah, otherwise she's just gonna die in a few days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll... I'll get a... I'll get a cup or something. I'll just go grab it. Look, you... You got a tor- you got a toilet in here? You got any toilets? No. You can get get water out of that. Alright. <laughs> if you like Cleo Cleo's <laughs> probably lacked plenty of water out of toilets in her uh, in her days. If we leave this person behind, they're just dying. They're dying and in three days they're dead. They might work it out. They might work it out. You know what? You get you a read. We why don't you just come? Okay. Yeah. That read seemed uh, the person on the the box said it was painless. So, well, yeah, they they did. Melvin's going to uh, ignore this whole thing and just grab one and swallow it. See, so you, you take the little package and it has like a little smiley person with thumbs up, and then it shows like plus fish equals fun. <laughs> <laughs> you you take out this little like green brown reed and you you pop it in your mouth and it tastes like seaweed, like it's very salty. You you swallow it and you feel it going down your throat and it is uncomfortable. As you feel it then like it stops midway in your throat and just starts pushing outward. <coughs> and you feel like it's a sharp pain as these gills start forming on the side of your neck. And you can now feel them kind of like flex up and flex down and it's it's very uncomfortable. I'm a bish now. Ugh, damn. He's a mutant. Ooh. What's that line from Waterworld? Dang, it's wet here. Oh, yeah. Mutant. Mutant. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at all this water. <laughs> what happened to Earth? Don't touch my things. You see the replicant, like, just shifts their body a little bit, and you watch as, like, gills form on the side of their neck, and they, they hold their hands up, and you watch as webbing forms between their fingers and toes. <gasps> Us too? Yeah, this is gonna be slow going. <laughs> Would you care for webbed appendages? Yeah. <laughs> that is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> A bear with webbed appendages. <laughs> they reach over and they touch your arm and you can feel it. It's it's not painful like the reed, but you feel like something like creeping <laughs> of your <laughs> fingers <laughs> and then you like you move your fingers apart and it's this like, <gasps> pinkish brownish uh, skin you're, you're like moving it back and forth and you're like looking at your toes and they're moving I'm a mermaid with like bear claws at the ends of them though so this is like yeah. this is the stuff of nightmares <laughs> I've already got a fan art in my mind where like Cleo you're gonna be on a rock with like some clams <laughs> like over you <laughs> you're like Breast area leaning over the rock seductively <laughs> with webbed fingers and paws. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm about this. This is my dream. <laughs> let us, let us continue. And the the replicant steps through the water uh, into this uh, this murky area. And what do the rest of you do, Nelvin? You you now have this uh, the gills on the side of your throat. I'm coming in. Yes, I mean, uh, having having not thought of the idea of stowing my stuff with Doctor Z, I guess I'm just gonna just gonna. I'll step in front of you and uh, 
get ready to go in. And um, maybe I'm giving you too much of a extended hand here, but I mean, you know, you'd see all the other shit floating inside the honey boy. Wait one minute. You waterproof, doctor. Well, I mean, it's not uh, completely waterproof. I am a jelly, but uh, yes, these pancakes are still good. Are you hungry? You want to hold some things for me? Already just taking off his coat. That food was for grabs the whole time? Wait, are you saying that I could wear your coat? Only if you keep it dry. Oh no. I can keep it, uh, yes, dry. <laughs> sort of like thrust it to him and bend down and unbuckle my boots as well. Handing them to him. I'm going to manipulate your boots to be in where my feet are. <laughs> so they're inside the jelly. <laughs> but you see each boot inside the jelly in my feet area. And the jacket is now inside the jelly also, but kind of sitting around my jellyfish body that sits inside the jelly. So it looks like I'm wearing a jacket. <sighs> yes, yeah, well. Oh, Nelly. Nelvin now in a sort of like kind of under armory uh, gears, not looking nearly as uh, as, as fly <laughs> as usual, and yeah, in socks as well. How about you say, Nelly, we get in there and get this job done? I've created a monster. <laughs> and just pushing through into the membrane. <laughs> Luckily, I've, I've got some extra arms, so I imagine I can sort of do like a, a combination, yeah, you know, a sort of a breaststroke dog paddle and sort of really get some extra extra push going on. Definitely. And Cleo, do you do you take one of the reeds? Yeah, I definitely do. Do so you, you also feel that uncomfortable sensation. Uh, it has to work a little harder because there's so much Rhaloran Danish in there. But it, you know, it pushes past it and, and forms these these gills. It's cool. I know my neck's fat. <laughs> <laughs> the other woman tries it. And she's like, oh, what? Oh, my. <laughs> she lied on the ad. Oh. oh, they will. All of these. Yeah, get used to that. File that away. Oh, okay. And so both of you step into the water. And so it's all four of you now. You're in this water, looking around. It's it's murky at first. It takes your eyes a minute to adjust, but every so often there's like a little glow pulsing from little lights here and there. You can see that this area looked to be some sort of manufacturing facility. You can actually see parts of those little ships that you saw outside are littered everywhere. And you see like some of them had been ripped apart. Some like claw marks are along the walls. And you can just see, like, this must have been where they were making them, but something else might be here now. Right. You can see uh, off to the right, there looks like a tunnel going further, but off to the left, it seems to kind of stop. Well. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the, normal, the normal people, like Melvin and Cleo, and now this new human lady, who still has no name, can't really communicate under this water, but you hear the replicant's voice come through your minds. I think that something might be in this water. Looking at particularly unhappy, like Nelvin's going to sort of like, you know, like incline his head and sort of point in a direction and like draw a couple of blasters as it's flailing through the water. I want to copy Nelvin now that I'm wearing your clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone make me a perception check. 19. I've rolled a 6, by the way. 11. Y'all get ready. Cleo's about to know it all. 
the only one who sees this is Dr. Z. Dr. Z, it's been a while since you've been just, you know, in a nice, completely submerged environment. Why are not more buildings like this, where it's just completely submerged into water? I do not know. You're looking around like, oh, wow. And then you see something in the dark. It moves so fast. It was like clinging to one side of the wall and then like quickly swishes off to the other side and then you lose it. You're, you're looking around trying to find something and you can hear because you're also more attuned to being in the water. You're more attuned to hearing things here. You hear this. It's like something's clicking in the water and it sounds like it's some sort of creature making this reverberating click. Clear. 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 All oh, right. Okay. Yes, I understand. Yes. Switch to telepathic mode. Clear. Clear. Yes. Try and close your eyes when you do it. It helps. Just think real hard. I'm gonna close Almost. one one eye. Yes. Yes. Make sure you're looking at me. That's how we did it. Yes. Almost there. I'm gonna squat. Not too much. Squeeze, but not. In- Super hard. (laughs) And I'm just gonna form one sharp firecracker of a thought, which is Zane! Yes, yes, Cleo, it's me. You can hear me. Zane! Yes, yes, Cleo. Zane! I'm just going to accept that you can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess I'm at the same time as I'm talking to Cleo. Everyone can hear what I'm saying telepathically, uh, at least of of our group. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there is something in this water. The, uh, replicant was not wrong. There is something in the water, and it is trying to use echolocation to find us. So, Leo, can you make any noise? <laughs> See? <laughs> I think Leo understood. Alright, uh, but be prepared. So you actually want me to... Okay. Well, yeah, because it's clicking around, and so I figure if we make a big thing, a big noise, then it's going to be so distracted by that, then it won't be able to... It'll fucking find us. Then we can fuck it up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cleo starts, like, rocking back and forth, slowly. You're moving a little bit. You're, You're making some noise. I gotta build my momentum up. You can all start hearing this clicking now. But now it's not just coming from sort of the back. You're hearing it from, like, underneath you, over top of you. What? You're starting to hear more and more of it. You wanted me to draw this thing out. I'm drawing it. Let's draw it out and let's finish it. I'm doing a giant stomp. I'm starting up side to side. This is like when you're in a, you know those like above ground pools, the circle ones, and then you try and get a wave going yes. and you have to like do the... <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm starting yeah. the, I'm starting the wave. Yeah. <laughs> so you start seeing creatures starting to creep into your line of view and you're seeing at least five of them are starting to creep out of the shadows to the left of you and you start watching as claws are starting to poke out of the grates above you. You, uh, Cleo, you're stomping your foot down. You look down. You see at least a dozen set of eyes looking up at you. Oh my god, Lucas, there's so many. And these creatures, as you're watching one of them, like, claw itself forward looking at you, 
it's a wraith. It's a wraith that has been adjusted. It has been made to live in the water. You see, like, fins have been almost, like, surgically applied to the creature. Its hands have been formed into webbing. You can see scar tissue all along its hands. You see these gills are in their throat as they're, they're moving forward, like, clicking, trying to hear you. Their eyes are all completely white as they're, they're moving forward. <laughs> you see these race, these amphibious or aquatic race they're starting like they're they're coming up they're trying to come through the floor they're trying to come through the ceiling and their their mouths are starting to elongate larger than you think that they should as you see these rows of serrated teeth i don't think they want to talk well it's i'm gonna stop making the wave now (laughs) (laughs) i mean i might draw my further two blasters because uh this clearly calls for blaster well, bear claws. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pull out my blades. And uh, as I've said before, but I'll say it for the first time to the replicant. In surgery, we go for the claws and the heads. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do what is commonly known in a, a few things that I've done, a horde battle. When your characters get strong enough that eventually you start encountering a lot of weaker creatures that you could take it really easily. So instead of doing a a normal, like, taking out each thing individually, it's more of like, how much damage do you do? And depending on how much damage you do, that's how many creatures you kill. So let's say each of these creatures, for this instance, are going to have five hit points. If you do 20 uh, points of damage, you kill four. If you do 23 points of damage, you're still only killing four. So, like, you have to beat the threshold. Mm. So, let's do initiative. And then when you're doing your attacks, just go really over the top flavorful. Like, you know, Nelvin could be firing all four pistols at once and, like, just try and take out. Dr. Z could be doing some super sweet, like, spinning attack and just going to town. (laughs) I love the the little webcam, uh, Dr. Z's stabby. I'm just imagining as soon as Dr. Z stepped into water that he reshaped the honey boy into, like, the shape of just another, like, a bigger Tola Medusa. Because obviously the the, the the optimum form the optimum form for underwater you know oh your your true form <laughs> dude I had not thought of that but I love that I love that idea I love that idea so much that is exactly what I've done now that is I have done that okay <laughs> so I'm gonna go around real quick uh, what did each of you get for an initiative a two a Tula Medusa eight and I'm on a thirteen. I'm in the middle of this sandwich. We're going to start off with Nelvin. So Nelvin, you see these creatures are all coming from above, below. You're trying to give a quick scan. You aren't too sure how many there are. These wraiths are looking hungry and vicious, and either they've been driven mad or feral, or you're not too sure. Well, I mean, I'm just going to start shooting. I'm going to try and take out, like, the, you know, the, the closest ones, like all four pistols just firing off. Just sort of, you know, like kicking, kicking up off away from the ground to be as far away from all the grates as possible, somewhere in the middle of the space and just, just firing. And now you can do all those sweet John Woo pistol effects because you don't have to worry about gravity. Yes, yeah, so go flying backwards and then, oh, aiming for, aiming for guns, you know, down towards where I'm flying away from. Yes, yeah, so let's roll that hit. Okie dokie. So it's, it's an 11 to hit. Yeah, so I'll say there's enough of them. Yeah, you're you're good. So you can go ahead and roll that damage. 
Come on. That's, that's, that's a grand total of 13. So you just start blasting these pistols. A few of them are grazing some of them, but you nail two of them. You get one right in between the eyes. His head like twists back. You hear an audible snap under the water. And another one of your pistols blasts, and it goes right through the side of another one's head as it just starts floating and slowly twisting. You're watching their blood starting to fill this water. Some of them are starting to look towards their fellows as they just start ripping into their corpses and just start eating them. And we go to Cleo. All right, I'm going to roll plus advantage because I'm making a bomb. Classic underwater bombs. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> it looks not a good roll. It looks like it, it'll blow stuff up. It will. And I needed that advantage because folks, I wrote a two, rolled a two, and uh, so it's a seven. And this bomb is an underwater torpedo. So. <laughs> you put like a little... You take like the an RC car, you rip like the, the thing off of it, <laughs> put it on there. Well, good thing she brought that bag of extra goodies. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, I have the, just so everyone knows, I have the trash bag here with me right now underwater. <laughs> this situation's happening and the tiny little lake. Do you know that inside water is actually the worst place you want to be where the bomb goes off? This is a torpedo. This is a torpedo. Yeah, but water carries the um, the shockwave, and so it carries the uh, damage. Well, we're hoping that it gets far enough away from us that it'll be a, that it'll be better. Well, that's in the real world. Physics. In the real world, uh, we're in I'm just space, saying, Daniel. This is space water. I know, I know, I know, and I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying because it's in my head. This is space water. Yeah. Well, you're actually right, for once. And <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's okay. I love you too, Tay. <laughs> the thing is, is this might hurt us a little bit, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, so why don't you go ahead and let's just have you roll to see if you can fire it at a good place where you can minimize the damage. So is that a regular D20 or a special D20? <laughs> I'll give you a plus five, because you're, you're dealing with explosives. You know what you're doing. I like it. It's and like, it's a 20. Oh. oh. Well, you're going to help minimize the seven. So <laughs> you you have this set up. You're like, oh, yeah. And you slap that button. And you watch as a yeah. tiny little propeller starts up, because you're like, I've been wanting to do this for ages. And you just see it just rip through the water. And then the propeller just stops. Like a bath toy. <laughs> and like it just like starts like going head over heels towards these rice and the rice are like looking at it a little confused like one of them goes to touch it and it taps it right when it taps it it just blows up roll that damage <laughs> 10 so you watch the rice that tapped it just explodes and then another one of them uh, just gets like sent and there's like these pieces of jagged metal that are sticking out from all the, the things that were destroyed in here and just gets pierced onto them as other ones like start that are like behind the grate start like ripping at it and pulling and it's still alive shrieking. This uh, shockwave starts like coming towards all of you and I need everyone to make me a dexterity check. Everybody brace! And Dr. Z, I will give you a plus five as you are underwater. Oh, Dankeschön. That's nice. That's a point. Maybe I probably lose my normal deep plus five because I am underwater. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be very difficult. 
Well, I've, I've rolled a four. I would be on a 12 then. Mine's a 19, but that means it's actually a 14 because I'm minus five on dexterity. So what is everyone's HP? Just so I have a sort of gauge of how much damage we're doing. I think I'm 14, right? Yeah, and then me and Z have both got 10. Yeah. But Z has also got an energy shield. That's a good thing. <laughs> that shield's about to help you out. I'm just strong as hell. And I think I have plus one armor. So this shockwave comes out, and it it was a pretty volatile bomb. So you are getting pushed back by it. You you all feel yourselves like moving back at least ten feet. Doctor Z, your shield absorbs the five points of damage, and the others you all take uh, five points. So it gets clear that would go down to four for you since you have your armor. Ooh. And so you're just like bumbling along, knocking into things. Like you're knocking into like this metal that's sticking out. Like it's like slashing at you. Doctor Z, you're seeing like the ripples of your shield just like keep appearing around you as things like should have stabbed you and the shield pops up. And you're you're tumbling back. The replicant then moves towards this door. It's it's not my first time being in Cleo's bomb blast radius. (laughs) (laughs) It might actually be my first time. And she's yeah. hurt me quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. I've been half health by this thing. The replicant gets to the door and it rips it open. And you see that now there's a, another tunnel moving forward. And the replicant, you can hear through the, your minds, quickly this way. It's just going to keep moving. And we're going to go from Cleo to Dr. Z. Since I've got an energy shield up, I will stay at the back and uh, kind of keep keep guard at the end of the caravan while everyone else rushes for the door. I'm good because bare body. Yeah, so I'm going to hold my turn for um, until uh, everyone else is through the door and just kind of be there to be helpful. Okay. That's very kind. So these, <laughs> these creatures rush forward at you, Dr. Z, as you're the closest. A lot of them are devouring their own, but they, they see you and they're they're curious about this jelly body and what it's going to taste like. Oh. Yeah. Can I reach out telepathically to try and see what's going on inside their puny brains? Yes. 16. So that's a, just a D20 16. I don't know if we need to put the plus on it or anything, but yeah. You can clearly hear resounding through their minds. Like, feed, feed, feed. We must feed. They've brought us more. I will... uh kind of flag one of them, of the group, as the feed. And you can actually make out now, coming from the shadows, there is one of these aquatic wraiths that is much larger than the others. You watch as this wraith monarch starts, like, stepping forward. They're, like, insectoid, like, skin. Like, it looks almost like it's it's waterlogged. Like, it's it's almost soggy. It's strange. As they, they like, flex the, these claws, you see that there are these... These like fins that are coming out of it, you see its gills are on its its sides instead. And there's this long tail that's like swishing in the water as it's looking. And instead of the white filmy eyes, its eyes are very clear. Like it, this thing is intelligent and it's watching each of you, just like calculating when to jump. Can I mark that one as uh, for the other ones to feed on? Can I try and do some mind games there or? Yeah, yeah, I'll say you can try. Let's do a contested role. So you're you're going to try to compete with the monarch. Yeah, because like they're all being told to feed on us, so I want to try and like fight back and say no, feed on that. Nice. 
Guys, attack the skull, not the triangle. <laughs> guys, <laughs> Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> the skull, not the triangle. Jason, again, guys, stop guys, pulling. This one is primary. Okay, when we're done with them, switch over to this target. Ads, ads, ads. Jason, dang. All right, Dr. Z, roll me a telepathy. Oh, shit, it's only a nine plus five, so 14. Bugger. You send this thing like you're trying to say feed, 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 like back to them, towards the monarch, and the monarch locks eyes, or jellies, <laughs> with you, looking at you, and you can feel this, you can feel like the prickles all along your body as there's another mind slowly Ooh. trying to leak into yours, and it says, <sighs> It's been a long time since I've eaten one of you. Looks like you're not the dead, are you? That's well, kind of sexy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, good luck. Blast, blast the blades out. And now that I've failed my mind roll, I'll get ready for some some surgery. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Dr. Z, what do you want to do? Uh, you're seeing just like a wave of these things coming towards you. They're coming towards the door as well. It's in front of her. Coming towards, like, because you're the one who's like blocking the way, right? You're, you're like kind of taking up the tail end. So mm. you see like a wave of them are all coming towards you. And the, the door, when the door was open, there was more water on the other side. Wait, now I might be fucking up the whole thing, but if I slash at the door that's got the membrane and just open up the fucking waterways. Flood the water out. Yeah, you could definitely do that. And let all the water out. Well, that, uh, is that going to fuck up the rest of the level that you've got planned? No, 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 you're good. Because that kind of is the first thing that's striking my mind is that, but they're still wraiths, aren't they? They're just going to be not breathing water. Yeah, you're not you're not sure if they're amphibious now or aquatic. No, okay. Can we assist? Yeah, yeah, go on. Because I'm feeling like I could if they want to eat, I have all this sauce. <laughs> and what if I hot sauce the shit out of this whole area? You can. And hurt them. How many? Yeah, all of all of those hot spicy ones that you've been keeping for a special occasion. I mean, the, the immediate concern is, of course, that they're swarming Doctor Z trying to eat them. You're just like you're adding a nice sauce to the dish. Well, but the, but I think I because like it didn't occur to me that the spicy sauce might be uncomfortable. But then when the human ate it, they were like something that's not used to spices. Uh, you know, it's it's obviously very very difficult for them to digest. Yeah, and I'm thinking. These these wraiths probably aren't eating hot sauce, so maybe they'll have a similar pain reaction. I, I'm not a a knowledgeable person in wraith cuisine. Uh, yeah, Dickie, what are they eating? How like a, a wraith's usual diet? Like, it, what does it consist of? That's a good question. I, I don't think it's like massively different to most of the other bipedal creatures in the galaxy. To be honest, they're uh, they they eat quite a um, cosmopolitan sort of line up of foods because you know there's there's so many species out there peddling their wares so it could be that they have like a generic tolerance to spice like like humans right you do have the people who really love it mm -hmm. but they're not the norm 
I think. Biologically, not every human is like, great, load me up with chilies. I'll let you uh, put all this hot sauce in the water. And how about this? How about we roll for it? And if you roll really well, and the rice don't like it. If you roll poorly, you've made Dr. Z seem like an even better dish. All right, I'm going to get my... That sounds good. <laughs> Tay rolls famously well. Yeah, so. I'm going to get all this hot sauce out, and I'm going to rip into these packets and put them all in my mouth and spew it. <laughs> like a dragon's breath. Oh, this is like Hakes' dragon's breath. Dragon's breath. Dragon's breath. <laughs> hot oh. sauce. Except she's regurgitating hot sauce into the water, yeah. I have missed Tay saying... That- and it's an eight. <laughs> you spew it out. <laughs> and uh, you spew this hot sauce and it like floats. And Dr. Z, you're ready. You have your blade. You're like, huh, I can just slice the door here. And all of a sudden you watch as this hot sauce starts like floating past you. And you can taste it. You're like, it's the good stuff. And the race, <laughs> the race all look and they start like licking their lips like they're excited. Great. And, and they start like crawling towards <laughs> And you see like just one of the tiny little packages float on by saying chili mayo as it like just keeps sailing through the water. <laughs> I just think to myself, damn good stuff. If we keep like this, we'll be out of it by the end of this. <laughs> Uh, all right, Dr. All Z, right. these creatures are coming towards you. What do you want to do? You have, like, a, a bullet time decision. If you get cut, it's going to be worse. Yeah. There's a door in front of me, right? Yeah, there's the, the, the thin membrane that's holding the water. Uh, <coughs> I, I can't think of anything else other than cutting into that membrane. Oh, well, I think you should go with it, then. That's, that's, that's like a, an answer that's written itself. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and just... Uh, I'm just going to, like... Like, pull out the blades and just slash at it. Make me uh, an attack with your blades and see if you can do the good amount of damage to it. Ah, oh, it's a six. <laughs> so you take your blades out and you slash forward. You're cutting through this and what throws you off is that like you're, you're moving around inside your, your true form this like larger jellyfish as you're whipping these blades and they're going towards this membrane and you back up inside the honey boy and you accidentally like bump into the crown that you have in there and suddenly you hear it again the song bloody annoying song again starts echoing around you you can hear this this sorrow-filled song you see this factory little glittering lights that are everywhere like showing what the factory once was and you're watching as these humanoid creatures are taking these uh, these jellyfish, the Atolla Medusa, and shoving them inside the machine. You can hear their pain-filled shrieks. They're trying to push themselves out of it, and they're stabbing these connectors into them and shutting them. And you just see as your, your people are being confined into these tiny machines, and uh, you watch as one of the ones, these humanoids walk forward, and, like, they're, they're laughing. This strange, like... <laughs> kind of laughter it's it's weird to you and you you see because you can you can't make out defining features but you watch as it looks like this humanoid creature just like peels its skin off like it's taking off a, a set of clothes and just drops it onto the ground and says that's what you get for escaping the colony and then the 
the song fades as like you stumble over and you look down and there was this tiny bit of coral that was like carved into this like a what looks like um like a little tiny instrument that maybe one of them uh, one of the atola had to like kind of keep their spirits up and you like you had bumped into it and then bumped into the crown and just this echo of this song went through throwing you off as your your blade tried to cut through the membrane and ended up like cutting into this wall you do see some of the water is leaking into the hallway but not enough to make that big of a difference as these wraiths just descend upon you i just get very angry at all of that bloody song these bloody wraiths and all of this bloody water everywhere what's wrong with a good old fishbowl well if you're going to have it then come on they're clawing at you and you watch as your shield uh how much damage can your shield absorb it's just, it's, it's just a straight five so he's he's lost it Oh, I'm shieldless then. So you see these wraiths are clawing at your your honey boy. And they're taking pieces off. Some of them are trying to eat it, like realizing like, oh, this is gross. And so like the bringing it back up and they're just like tearing in, trying to get at you. And this wraith monarch is walking through the water just very slowly and confidently. She's just like following her horde as more of them are like pouring out towards you. You take two points of damage at the moment because you're trying to fend them off with your, your swords and everything, but you do feel like a few nicks now on your form as they're starting to get through. And you see like one of your bottles of sauce ends up getting pulled out into the water. They slice it open and it's just making them more excited to eat you. Right. It's concerning. We go to Nelvin. I'll give um give Dr. Z a thumbs up and a nod for the distraction <laughs> and spin through the door. <laughs> You just get the hell out of there. I love it. Hey, but I've got your jacket and your boots. Yeah, you better be getting out. Nelvin would be saying something like that if he wasn't underwater. (laughs) Just pointing at it. Just swimming off your forearms, desperately dragging you through the water. And you're, you're kind of like able to like sort of like almost like a, you know, in zero g like kind of pull yourself with all these arms and thanks to the additional two ones you can get through this pretty quick you are pulling your way over to where the replicant is ripping open a second door and you see this area is still filled with water is there anything else you'd like to do over there so say like you spent one energy going over you you're now near the replicant i mean in, in my mind it's uh yeah i, I have guns at the ready if, if the wraiths get past um, Dr. Z and they need shooting, but uh, okay, yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of kind of down with this plan of like you know like escape through these doors behind the replicant because uh, yeah, so Nelvin, you're over there, Cleo, you the hot sauce packets are are gone. You see that the the woman like standing like swimming next to you is like. <laughs> she just starts like battling after <laughs> Nelvin, like <laughs> going through, not sure what the hell is happening. It's <laughs> a good first day to be alive. <laughs> yeah. And so Cleo, you're you're now there. You see, Doctor Z has so many of these wraiths that are just attacking the Honey Boy, and you now can actually see the the wraith monarch is starting to slowly step out of the shadows, walking very confidently, like not a care in the world. Like we got this. This is this is gonna happen. I'm not going to leave Dr. Z. Yes. Oh, there's a lot of them. A lot. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Look, I already heard everybody with a bomb, and I don't trust the bombs. And with the sauce. Let's not forget yes. the bomb and the sauce. 
so far your two moves have just been painful. <laughs> I would like to put myself in between Dr. Z and the Wraiths and do bear claws. Okay, so you're just going to start a swinging? Yeah, with, All right. with my new modified web claws. <laughs> All right, so it is a is a claw and fang battle. <laughs> Wait, can you can you do like a mank girl? You like my nails? <laughs> yeah, you like my nails, love. You like my nails, yeah. How about these? <laughs> I can't even do that. <laughs> Yours is ugly, yeah. Okay, mine's is pang. Remember, Dick told you you have to do like a, like a. Ugly. Yours, Yours is, is ugly. ugly. Yours is mine's ugly, mate. Mine's is pang, yeah. <laughs> mine's is pang, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Oh, I rolled a twenty. Oh, net 20. Cha-cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> so you still are doing a, a lot of damage to these things. You're you're ripping them. Whatever, it's still cool. Yeah, you're, you're still ripping these creatures off. It's just not as cool as it could. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, like, uh, Dr. Z, you're, you are trying to push these things off. It is a flurry of these claws and fangs. And you watch as this bear claw grabs one and had its fangs, like, just about to bite into you and rips the top of the race head clean off. Leaving the lower jaw and tongue just like moving along and tosses it to the side. Oh, that's some Kong shit. And it just starts like, you hear this bestial roar as Cleo, you feel more of the bear start to like move into the headspace. Like Cleo's getting pushed a bit to the back as you start just ripping them apart and you're just losing it in the blood. And you're watching just like a, at least the first three race have just been ripped off Dr. Z into pieces as this fury is filling you. Whoa. And so now you see like they're, they're kind of backing up a little bit and hissing as Cleo's there. And the Wraith Monarch narrows her eyes as she looks towards you. I see. You can hear in your mind, Cleo. There's two. And then we go from Cleo to... So you can hear... So, Melvin, you're over with this random woman and the replicant as he (laughs) rips open this door this time, like, looking like... Where are the others? Uh, no one's literally just gonna do like that, like a sort of shrug shoulders and sort of, you know, like point through the door behind. Just nods and then just starts swimming forward. Entering into this area, Nelvin, like you, you look through the door and you see there are all sorts of machines. There are uh, like screens up. This whole area is underwater as well. And you see like there are diagrams of uh, all the creatures that are like Dr. Z. You see like they have like like uh, areas that are pointing towards just a strange language that you've never seen before. Written all these notes everywhere on these numerous screens set up. You see that there are dissected jellyfish bodies all over and no one else seems to be in here as the replicant is now tearing at this door. Nasty. We go to Dr. Z. So you have, the wraiths have now backed up a little bit. Let's say you have like about five feet between you and the wraiths. And Cleo is there roaring. You kind of like reach out telepathically to Cleo like like you would normally be like, oh, like good job or thanks for the save. And then you're getting just like these roars back to you when you're getting like feedback from Cleo. Uh, yes, clear. 
Finally, a little bit of realism coming from you. (laughs) 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 I'm going to jump onto uh, Cleo's back, kind of like suck my body onto (laughs) Cleo's back and then pull out one of my guns and start blasting in there, enjoying the fury. (laughs) And be like, (laughs) Fueled by the power of Texas Pete and Helmets. That's that's definitely like a Groot and Rocket kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I am cute. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and roll that attack? Thirteen. Hey, roll that damage. Fifteen. All right. So you're you're just blasting away. You see, like rays are ripping apart, and now they're actually like they're really giving this pause and moving backward. And the monarch is like looking angrily at her minions. As like her her spawn are all starting to get too afraid to come towards the two of you, and she starts to rear up. You see like these spines are starting to elongate off of her body. You watch as another set of arms that were folded start like lifting outward, and you can hear this like coming from her as she's like starting to adjust her body, and it looks like she's ready to launch herself at the two of you. So what would you like to do? Fuck the mission. Let's get this fucking bloodbath going. <laughs> just start, like, just start I start fucking, going side to side. Like, oh, wow. Just start, like, I don't know. Cleo's in bear rage mode, and I'm fucking... All right, Cleo, are you are you doing that classic, like, two animals come up, slam into each other, and just, like, attack kind of thing? Nelly's got the mission done. Him and the replicant can go and do the thing. We're, like, fucking... <laughs> I mean, I'm in berserker mode, so... <laughs> Go ahead and roll me that d20 then and add five, because this is a combat of strength. Okay, it's a 12. That's plus the five. This is a cell. So, <laughs> so, that one, so the, the epic music stops then. <laughs> Look, the, 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 even with the, the hubris of, like fucking jelly and bear can take on anything just like (laughs) that's how it is man you feel it but exactly you rush forward with with this jelly on your back this bear rage is feeling you as you slam into this race monarch you're rolling you're attacking you're ripping parts off of her she's attacking you you take five points of damage it's like chunks of bear skin like fur and like armor and everything are being ripped at You're attacking each other savagely. You've lost Cleo. Like, Cleo's not in the department right now. Right now, whatever this bear is, is just angry. And you're ripping at this creature. Roll me a d20 plus 5 again for another strength contest. Okay, I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up. Come on, Cleo. Bear magic, bear magic, bear ass magic. Seven. You've rolled oh even my God. worse. <laughs> How is this possible? <laughs> I gotta pay for that twenty I got earlier. Exactly. You gotta pay the toll. <laughs> so you're you're attacking, and you see a moment. The wraith lifts her neck as she's coming in to like bite towards you, and you you dart below. And this water, it's giving you just this extra mobility that you're not used to. The replicant made these webbed paws and feet for you. You dive forward, you rip the throat out of the monarch. As you triumphantly just like eat it, you like chomp it downward. You feel the blood like flowing out. All the racers shrieking, moving away. 
But as you look down, you see the Wraith Monarch has shoved all four of her claws into you. And then, like, her body is, like, tensed up, and you take an additional three points of damage. As you've killed the Monarch, but now you're pretty wounded. I think, I think, I think you've got four left. <laughs> if my count is right. You are feeling rough. You are looking bad. And you can hear the race all scrambling. Cleo! Cleo! And I'll quickly plug all the, the holes with the uh, jelly body. Oh, that's nice. Dr. Z, roll me a medical. Yeah, as you're going to try to stop the bleeding. It's a 12, so it'll be a... The 17. You are sealing up Cleo's wounds, but if you get off of Cleo, those wounds are going to start bleeding again. No, no, no. So the fact that it's underwater, the blood is moving too fast. So you are like, the honey boy is now the new armor over Cleo. Mm-hmm. And Cleo, you're, you're coming back. The bear rage has subsided as it's killed the, the other alpha in the room. And you've come back and you hurt so much. And you can hear the replicant just like ripping doors open. Clear, clear, quickly, grab the pancakes. There's more pancakes, just just eat something. I'm gonna start eating the pancakes, but I'm gonna <laughs> tie the Wraith Monarch around our neck. That's a big ass trophy. So you're, you're dragging its body. Like a mantle. <laughs> You're dragging this body along, and like, you know, like when you watch a kid who's really sad, like they scrape their knee and they're trying to, they got a treat, and they're trying to, like, you know, eat a popsicle or something. That's what yes. it's like. You're watching Cleo just it is sadly like that. eat. Because <laughs> it hurts so much. Not sure if that's because of my hot sauce or what. It, yeah, the hot sauce <laughs> and the wounds is not a great feeling. It's definitely, that, there's no way that helps. So you you catch up with the replicant as they're they're tearing through doors, and you you see all this information that's about the the creatures that are from the Atula Medusa, that you see all this like information on their their bodies, their anatomy, the, the psychic energy, but all of it's written in this different language that none of you recognize. And you see when the replicant, every time they look at the the writings, you see they become almost frantic. You can hear like this this hurried thought process coming through. Like they're their telepathic link to all of you is leaking outward, just what they're thinking, like, No, 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 they're supposed to be destroyed. They're supposed to be gone. They can't be here. As they're just ripping open these doors. Oh, boy. I'm going to, like, look and see Dr. Z and give him, like, a like a, a please nod that he's still here with uh, jacket and boots intact. <laughs> the jacket is a little ripped up. <gasps> oh, the boots are fine. <laughs> I guess uh, nod back and then just immediately go back to trying to, like, uh, comfort Cleo. The like, little boy plugging the dam. Yeah, yeah, just, like, <laughs> <laughs> holding the blood and back, just being, like... It's <laughs> like a solid effort to hold this. Cleo, Cleo, you're bloody amazing out there. I mean, quite bloody, but also amazing. <laughs> and it was really bloody amazing. <laughs> And spicy. Yes, yes, I mean, it's a bit spicy as well. Very spicy. How many could could we maybe make a deal and save the last of the chili mayo for back on Reese? Yeah, I won't open anymore. No more chili mayos, yes. I got them. Yes. I just, I'm carrying them. 
you tear through like the the last door as you're you're just trying to comfort Cleo in this really pain state and you make it into this next area it's like an open cavern you see that there are crystals lining the walls they're giving off this soft hum the water itself gets warmer as you you're looking at each of these crystals and you look at them Dr. Z and it clicks these are nurseries these they're empty but these are where they would hold the like the eggs for growing more of your people there are all these like crystal beds that are set up to keep eggs warm but what distracts you away from from this is there is a haunting haunting song that is coming from further in the black that is making up the southern part of this room all of you can feel almost a current pulling towards it as you're you're all just bloodied up looking at this thing you're kind of like holding each other up underwater <laughs> this woman is confused as hell <laughs> <laughs> this poor lady hey was that a death very very slow death <laughs> yeah the replicant looks at all of you this is worse than i feared i i will explain further once we have escaped but we are in far greater of a danger than we've ever been. I don't know what lies past this darkness, but I can feel the monolith. It is right there. Look, I don't think you need to worry. We have Nelly. Four guns. I mean, come on. Four guns. And then, did you just see what Cleo did back there? I think whatever comes is going to be fine. As I block up another patch of blood as it tries to spout out, like... We'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are all potentially one hit from death, but we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. The replicant nods to you as you're, you're trying to give like this, uh, we're going to make it speech and starts advancing towards the darkness. Uh, what do the rest of you do? We're coming. Yeah, I mean, give you know, like sort of a, a sideways look at the others and then, you know, sort of let out a, a, a sort of a rolling-eyed sigh of like, well, I've got to die sometime and just start swimming forward as well. Do you want to live forever? Yeah, this is that hero moment in the end of every video game trailer where they're all standing, like, on the precipice of a great chasm and they look at each other and mm. it's just like, yeah, let, let's ride. <laughs> but we're all bleeding. Nelly looks to Bear. <laughs> Like to Cleo. Cleo looks down and sees me <laughs> holding your, your belly. <laughs> and then I look back to Nelly, like, oh, we're fine. We're good. We got this. <laughs> Everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just this random woman, just like <laughs> naked and terrified and hungry, maybe experiencing some cramps because she just ate and then went swimming, which is yeah. not okay. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> have pressure on your stomach suddenly yeah she's never shit before (laughs) I think she already did (laughs) things just got worse (laughs) you swim forward and you feel the current pull you into this room it's stronger and stronger and the soft glowing light seems to be emanating from in this room as you step into it it's pulsing outward. You can feel such pain, all of you. Not just the physical pain you're feeling now, but you can feel something that's affecting your, your emotional state, this, this sorrow. You hear 
all these voices coming together much deeper. And Dr. Z, you are hearing this song without even touching the crown. The rest of them are hearing it with you. You start swimming forward into this current and you watch as this vast amount of gray and black Atola Medusa swim in a whirlwind. This colossal group of them swim and swirl. And at first it appears that they're swimming in chaos, but after a moment you realize there are dozens synchronized routes that are going in. And there's an old story from your world, one older than anyone can remember, but the cautionary tale exists for a good reason. In times of great peril, a song will call to you, but you must never sing it. You must never sing the dead song, lest you bring about a great doom. You see, as hundreds of your people, all corpses, swirling, singing this song, and forming this giant ball of chaos, and you can feel the reverberation of energy. And because you came in here, because of the, the chaos, the disturbance, the ripping open the doors, the different pressures now in here, it seems this this song that was almost dormant was just like sitting here is now awoken from someone else coming in here, someone bearing the mark of nobility, someone calling out to them, and you've activated their dead song as they're now swirling about. Ugh. The replicant turns towards the three of you. I, I don't know what this is. Oh, well, tell you what it is. It's a bunch of idiots who still believe that there is someone above them who should tell them all what to do. All because of this stupid bloody hat. I told you it was stupid from the beginning. It is not cool. It has not got any value. It is just a silly piece of hat. It doesn't even have a logo. How could you even wear this in public? Look at it. It's not even pleasing on the eye. It's got too many colors, and it has no flair or style or anything. Are you saying they're waiting for someone to tell them what to do? Yes, and that's bloody stupid. And uh, I'll break the hat. So you you take this hat, you just rip it apart using uh, what little of the honey boy you still have access to, sending the pieces, and then the whirlwind starts swimming faster, and the energy starts building up more. And the replicant looks over at you, Dr. Z, and looks back at all of them. Then, perhaps you should show them that they can be free. If they're going to listen to that, then they'll never be free. That's just silly. Z! Z! How long's a piece of string? If you need me to explain it, then you're not going to get it. Cleo's going to put her hand on top of you, inside the honey boy, and look at you. Z! Yes, Cleo. Show the way. I honestly have no thought in my head of like how to show someone something that. Just be rude. Be like, listen, idiots. So there's a way for the Atola Medusa to talk to their own people, to tell mm-hmm. them something through thoughts and feelings, not necessarily words. Oh, yeah. So Dr. Z would have to sing to all of them. And then, like, you're, you're kind of like you're trying to disrupt their song. And then echo out your own, your own thoughts and feelings about how it's idiotic, how they're just following a monarchy, they're just following a collective, how they're just waiting for someone to tell them what to do. You know that like um, idea of um, outsider music, where it's like it's like a kind of this cult-like music of 
not cult like yeah the, the, people who don't get music but make it anyway yeah they don't naturally they don't they don't know how music works like they don't learn it they don't get it but they still make music because it's a thing that they feel inside them where they just make a song right and right, right. people like it and they can't explain why they like it or what the reason is but it's just there's a feeling in that song but it doesn't follow any of the rules mm. that is what I will just do where I'm just like stop following this fucking song it's stupid this is so ridiculous what? oh that's lit that's it right there what does it look like when uh, Dr. Z does this um, like a Pollock painting I'm just going to throw out colors in every different direction and just be like, just try and disrupt whatever waveforms are happening and just make it start looking like pollocky, you know? Psychic color. <laughs> this is some synesthesia. Dr. Z, you start lifting. And as you're singing, you, you've never, you've been taught how to do this. Of course, every everyone of your people have been taught how to do this, but you yourself have never done it outside of that. And it's been so many years since you've been home. And you start lifting and like singing this, this, this angry song. Start pulling from your companions. You have a telepathic link to people. You, you show like, look at the, these individuals around me. You're saying all this. You're singing this. You're projecting this, this information. But to the rest of you, while you're watching Dr. Z, Dr. Z has left the honey boy. Dr. Z is floating now above all of you. This energy, you start watching this picture being painted, these swirling colors, you start hearing this song, this song of who is Dr. Z and why, why Dr. Z is the, uh, the, the jellyfish that made it, the one that escaped, the one that didn't believe anymore in the collective. And this just echoes and pulses through the dead song. The dead song's growing larger and larger and you're pushing more out and you feel it's almost a cathartic like you're letting all of this out you're venting all of this rage these years of having to live under the collective and finally escaping but you're still so mad at the collective for what it is and what it's done to everyone and you just pulse this out and every single one of them stops just completely still and then you watch as you feel this this wave come back to you of almost a, a thanks like a they've been freed and you watch as they just start just disappearing these tiny little flecks these gray black jellyfish just fade into nothing and in the center is this black monolith with a silver hole in the center of it all right so you look a bunch of nonsense give them one bit of a song and everyone bloody does a thing always parades <laughs> fucking stupid you say this, Dr. Z, and then you realize you're not in the honey boy right now. Right. <laughs> Yo! I thought you were just going to sing Fuck the Police. <laughs> That's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah. That was heavy as shit, man. That was heavy as fuck. I was I was over here like okay. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, like you can feel like there's this, this, this trauma in Dr. Z that we haven't seen before. That he, that's some big trauma. That's cool, though. It's cool you can go back to being like you are. And... Yeah, but it's 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 my natural... I, I, I'm very much enjoying that as well, but it was also so difficult to not just make jokes the whole time, be like, oh, I so, uh, 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 don't want to deal with real <laughs> shit. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> 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 the replicant swims forward, 
touching one hand onto the monolith, you watch this glow, this black light, start to emanate from it, and you feel yourselves being pulled. It's like a, a strange, like suddenly you, you get pulled, like this feeling in your gut, like you're falling. And all of you now are standing on this uh, this verdant hill like you, you see like this this grass is moving and swaying with the winds and you see that there's a number of trees in the distance and you see some strange whale-like feathered creatures flying through the sky and you see the black monolith is standing near the replicant and on the other side of this little area there is this very old empire looking ship it, it looks it's it's like a, you know, the whole antique car for old people kind of thing. Like, you're, you're looking at it like, wow, how is that thing still running? And the replicant turns towards all of you. I... I'm sorry all of you were hurt, but... Thank you. Thank you for helping me recover this. It appears that... The universe is once more in a great danger, and I... I have a lot of work that needs to be done. On top of the credits I promised you, I have a few gifts that I feel will be important to you. And you see, uh, walking over to this tree that's near you, the replicant grabs just this, this cloth bag and hauls it up and comes forward. You see this, this orb is taken out. There's these swirling purple colors inside of it. The replicant takes the orb and places it in Cleo's paws. This orb will help you talk to the other you, but only when you're ready. Only when you feel that you're ready to confront the other one inside you. You'll know when it's time. This orb will glow. <sighs> Take care. And do not let it take over you, like it did earlier. You must find balance. Oh, Clea's gonna take the orb and just pull the clown horn out of her armor and honk it once. The replicant honks their horn with a solemn nod. He walks on over to Nelvin. And you have like a, a piece of metal that's like still kind of like sticking on your side. The replicant reaches down and places a finger on your forehead, and you feel this pulse go through. <laughs> Everything's fuzzy for a second. You stumble back a little bit. You look up and you see a bird fly past, and then like you blink, and then you see the bird fly past again. And like you, you're having this weird double vision where you're seeing things are starting to happen, or at least the probability of things are happening, and you're, you're having to focus. I have felt something inside of you, Melvin. I'm just simply opening the door. This was always there. This is the sight. You can or see probabilities. Uh, damn. Know that not every probability is a certain future. It's just something that could happen. Well, you know what? I appreciate the gift and all, but uh, do they always have to hurt? <laughs> Unfortunately, 
Many things that move us forward in our form will come with a bit of a growing pain. Dr. Z, I'm sorry. The pain I had to put you through. You had to confront many things you wished to leave behind in the past. I'm just a bunch of idiots, it's fine. Home is difficult, it's a... It's a difficult thing to deal with. But you have released these people. These colonizers, they were... A group that left. The collective it seemed, but they still had not learned how to find their way. They were captured by beings known as the Farid. They are skinwalkers. They wear the flesh of beings on different worlds. It appears they've infiltrated this one, and probably many more. I feel BioLife is their invasion front. I have a lot to do. I was originally going to give you the crown, as I figured it may have held an importance, but I was wrong. No, did you see it? It was completely unesthetically pleasing. I mean, just too symmetrical, too many shinies. No. Where was the logos? Where was the branding? The merchandise? The, 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 the feeling of... <laughs> the feeling of having something special and unique that no one else could have. <laughs> you have helped me recover something deeply personal and important. What can I do for you that would help you? Right, yeah, let's just not talk about this again. I don't know, I actually can't think of anything right now. I, I think I have an idea. As long as you're okay with this, Dick. I was thinking of... Dr. Z's big thing is hacking into machines, right? Always uh, reaching out. And Dr. Z also has a telepathy to uh, try to influence others. But maybe Dr. Z could have more of like an advanced form where of like you can like affect a limb. Like make the limb act on its own. You don't have to take control of the full person. You can like take their feet out from under them or make them attack themselves with their own rifle. Like body mage hand. Body mage <laughs> hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, you control... You're, like, you're almost... You're puppeteering them instead of, like, taking control of the mind. So, like, kind of like 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 hacking hacking the individual nerves rather than the brain kind of thing. Right. Biohacking. Yeah. Biohacks. What do you think about that? That's cool. I mean, it's not far off what he can already do, but I sort of see that there's a, a sort of specific, like, a more of, like, a quick little one-shot kind of uh, blast to it. I like it as well. Like a, Like meat hacking. Yeah. Yeah. So then you you could do it to more more things like not even just like intelligent creatures even just like right. flesh around you you can uh, you know try to manipulate you can manipulate the nerves rather than the the brain because that's electrical yeah I'm into it oh that makes really that is kind of intuitive isn't it because a brainwave is an electrical response so I mean hmm and some jellyfish are electric they go that's true <laughs> whoa whoa. You feel as these these hands from the replicant come forward, these two claws, they touch the side of your, your jellies, and you then feel this pulse through your tentacles, and you watch as now like an electric ripple forms through them. And now you, you seem to have more control 
over things at a distance. You can like feel the electricity like kind of like pulse through a being as like they're using it to move their legs, their limbs, blink, breathe, as you're looking over at Cleo and Nelvin and this random girl. <laughs> <laughs> we rescued. Yeah. We rescued. She would have died. <laughs> so, like... Yeah. Probably not yet, but In a few <laughs> she days. didn't have to see any of this. Yeah. <laughs> there. You should now have more control over the electrical signatures in the body. This could even help you control the flesh of the dead. Hands you a set of keys, and it's... These are the keys to this old empire ship. Thank you, my friends, for helping me on this journey. I do hope you all stay safe until we all meet again. As we go, new ship. There we go. You part ways as you're you're moving in this this Cadillac of a spaceship, uh, sailing back to the asteroid. You have the coordinates to get back to. You're looking back at this uh, at the strange things that happened to you on planet Eatmore, and wondering what else these creatures could be up to. As we're watching you sail through space, we find ourselves twisting through the dark depths, going past planets, going past moons, past suns, entering different systems until we are at the heart of Terran space. Biolife HQ. There's a number of people sitting around the board. They're laughing talking about sales going up. They're all talking about how the, the business is growing. And as one person leaves and closes the door behind them, one head slowly twists towards the rest as they all look and grin at each other. Their eyes slowly go completely black. These chitinous fangs start like peeling over their teeth and these, these claws start poking out of their hands where their fingernails are. And they're all nodding to each other. In there. Oh my oh. god, BioLife is evil! <laughs> I mean, we did know that already. Oh my Damn. Oh, that was so cool. Why are you trying to make me feel things, Lucas? I ain't good at it in real life. I ain't not good at it in fucking fake d and Yeah, but that translates Dice into Dr. Z as well, because that is, yeah, Dr. Z is a very stoic telepath. I can't believe you managed to get us to go through an entire arc within an episode. <laughs> Have we ever done me. that? That is insane to me. Um, the only time I ever managed it was the really basic one on the ship that we did the other day. But I meant I was noticing as well how Lucas was doing it. He was like, "Okay, well, as soon as there's nothing happening, I'm gonna railroad moments." And they were like, they were like railroaded, like not railroad, like but you know, railroaded moments of like, this is this is happening now, and then this is happening, and. It was, it was perfect so for a good. group like us because if you give us an option to read a receipt, we will read the receipt and then <laughs> break it apart and be like, we should have got a discount code on this and then go back and talk to the cashier and be like, I'll talk to your manager. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, like we well, will. And that is plenty of fun if you don't have anywhere to be. Of course, of course, of course. But um... <laughs> No, that was so good. I feel like railroading gets a really bad rap. Like it, it's very useful for one shots. Ah, railroading is great. 
yeah, like, it, if you have, like, a, a large story to tell, of course, like, a letting, letting the party wander is great, but I feel like with railroading, it, it has its time and place. Like, when, you, when you're trying to run a one-shot, it's it's really easy to just kind of pick back up and, and like, kind of direct people where to go, because you have a short, limited amount of time, so you're like, oh, I have to tell these story points, so A, B, and C. I think one of the most fun moments of this, though, was being able to just jump into this world and, like, really, really build onto it and just just have fun like go wild i was curious at that actually because i loved your world building there and i was like uh i was wondering like uh how much it aligned with 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 yours dickie as well like uh because i was like oh man this is like have you guys been talking previously we, we have talked a little bit there's, there's, okay. there's a few things that lucas okay with me uh first oh okay because i was like i was loving all of it and i was like oh man i hope that this but, is i mean all, like, lo- lo- lots of that is like you know like yeah, I, I literally only gave him the sort of basics of the um, Atoll of Juices and like the location yeah. of where this sort of thing might make sense and so on. But um, no, I loved. it. I mean, it was um, it was so cool, and I was, I was thinking like, uh, just yeah, it was just, just such great um, world building and like what we know and love from Dicky is that like, uh, Dicky, you you love like a, a collaborative storytelling thing, and then hearing this kind of other DM approach. Oh, just gives us like even more, uh, even more things. Yes, of so course. I mean, I've already like so much I've spice. used Bio Life once, once again yes, already yeah. in the main storyline as well. Like very sort of you know just a brief like, oh, I'm gonna have an evil corporation. Might as well make it Bio Life. Yeah, so I love how it. I like, love it. I love how they like were feeding each other as well. And I was just thinking like, oh, this is like because with with DMs and players, you have that kind of um, storytelling collaborativeness, but with this kind of unique approach where we have. Uh, you, Lucas, coming in and DMing for us. It was like a DM storytelling with another DM, and then we get to watch it, and it was just... Well, it was like a, so, a guest, so guest cool. writer on a TV show and stuff as well. Uh, yeah, you know, exactly. Get, yeah, it's so yeah. cool. It's so cool. You have such a, a great, like, system set up, well, especially when you're using space. Like, it's it's so vast, you can bring in things. And I, I love the idea, like, uh, I think it was the first episode you had already, like, different creatures that weren't since... So you had like strange, like even that little that little pink jelly guy that was there at the very first episode. <laughs> like you, you made it very clear right out the gate. There are things out there that aren't they don't fall under the labels like the mm. the Terran Wraith synth. So like it, you created a really easy, easy setting to like come in with a new a new idea. Oh, I am losing my voice after talking for so long. Oh, dude, yeah, especially it. talking was... like that. That was so good. I love the replicants <laughs> right. so much, and I was always kind of like, because at the end, the replicants like, I'll call you guys if I ever need help, and I was like, the replicants never gonna call us. Yeah. Fuck. Of course he is. <laughs> but like, then, that's such a good the... end for like a spread out like ongoing storyline, you know? Yeah. It's, it's a nice and easy one that like it, it can keep like popping back in as like a the whole guesting thing because I wanted to bring in like a slow invasion force and I asked uh, Dick like do you have anything that's going on right now? It's like no, I'm like alright, here we go. Yeah. And so I, I wanted something that it, obviously it wouldn't affect the main storyline it wouldn't like uh, be like oh there's a giant armada coming in, it's just a slow silent invasion of uh, people coming in through corporations and they're basically testing all the prime the prime species seeing like well what do we have to worry about we had yeah. like an entire group of sentient jellyfish that can rip things apart with their minds all right how do we beat that we have these race that can mass produce at like this alarming speed what can we do with those and they just like they're testing mm. and just eventually they're gonna hit a point where they're like all right looks like we're ready fuck that was so good it. and I like that 
My favorite thing is the origin stories, and that ball is gonna kick off yeah. Cle- Cleo Day. I was like, as, <laughs> as soon as you suggested it, I was like, um, because I don't know, it's like, um, they did it, um, in, uh, I know, like in Marvel Comics, like something happened where Wolverine suddenly got all his memories back, like because of some event that happened, and then they suddenly, then they went and did the origin stories back to his birth kind of thing after waiting decades and decades and it sort of like it sort of struck me as like if Cleo can get in touch with this bear that's the perfect opportunity to have like this sort of flashbacky episode and do Cleo I was thinking though oh my god that jazzed me so hard we are, we're like, going to get to this uh... point where when we wrap up our current sort of storyline and then we'll probably release this we'll probably do our musical when the egg hatches we're going to have all these sort of like little more disconnected things and that'll be the perfect time to do origin stories mm. we're doing we're, a musical I... Yeah, we're gonna try and do a oh, we are, are going to do a musical. Fucking stoked. I love musicals. Yeah. A very um, special birthday episode for the um, the Wraith egg because it's finally going to hatch. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, what you described there of like that slow uh, taking over of things, uh, we've talked about it on an episode before, but um, it's um, gradualism. Yeah, you were talking about like they have those organizations like in the UK and stuff. You were talking like the... The Fabian Society. Yeah. Oh. They um <laughs> like all of the the Labour parties are like uh like uh Fabians. Uh, but um but yeah, gradualism was that um, ancient Roman technique of like just slowly build a Starbucks around them, and eventually they would be drinking Starbucks. You know, like mm-hmm. just slowly build up your culture around a culture, and then eventually they'll become yours. And it's just like exactly. Uh, that's basically the plan is it it's just like uh it's coming in. and then of course i oh man i'm a kid from the 90s so i'm bringing in my animorph yurks thing oh so, you know animals. I, I love that kind of thing where they have those slugs that go in people's ears and then they <sighs> eat the brain oh. and become the brain oh, yes i was actually just watching a um another youtube series like gameplay thing and they did a derail on animorphs for like a solid 10 minutes and i was like we've been there it's so easy <laughs> to fall into I, I could talk about it for days I, yeah. i've thought about making another actual play podcast and i have too much shit going on dude that was so cool though i've loved the story i can't believe you made me feel things oh it's so it's, <laughs> it's important like... i can't I kept seeing how Dr. Z was avoiding any kind of talk around feelings, and I'm like, I will force you to talk about your feelings whether you yes! like it or not. <laughs> it was not okay yes! with it. Yes! I loved it. I love it. And that's like my favorite thing about a Lucas episode is like, I'm like, this is going to be it. I don't have to go to therapy for another six months. <laughs> we're we're going to work through something tonight. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I would rather hold the blood in. Hold it! <laughs> I like it. I'm so fascinated by that kind of play, though, because I have never been, like, it's, that's the hardest thing, I think, for, I think all of us are that way, where it's... Something, we've, we've just never done it, we've just... But they always provide depth, don't they? Like, as soon as you do something like that, you know a lot more about the character, like, even if you hadn't come up with it yet, it just, you know... Like, as soon yeah. as you were, like, given that crown and rejected it, we suddenly knew a lot more about Dr. Z. Yeah, exactly. But all of us are too, and I don't know. We, we our go-to is like throw jokes, sh- like joke about jokes. it. Like don't talk about it. Joke about it. That's like the the ultimate trauma response, right? Like I'm gonna turn everything into a comedy yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I tried. I try to keep it quite serious in character, and then like come out and joke. Exactly, like IRL. We, but, uh, we we all we all fall back on the joke thing, and damn you, Lucas, for not. 
doing that. <laughs> I, I refuse to let you joke. Yeah. I love well, it. No, I'm just kidding. I joked around a lot, but no. <laughs> I, I, this is the same man that had us meet the replicant drinking a coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> See, like, I, I, I tried to, like, I wanted to ease it in, like, oh, this is fun. Oh, look at all these cool things. Oh, what's happening? Why is this happening? No, 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 no. <laughs> I am my t-shirt right now. Like, no! Yeah. crying? <laughs> Don't make me do it! <laughs> but now you you have, like like Dick was saying, you have this now, like, additional layer uh, added to Dr. Z. You have this, uh, you know, you, the more you explore that emotion I love of it. a character, you just suddenly, you I have the, like, this almost anarchist <laughs> Dr. Z rising up, like, rejecting the, the collective, rejecting the norm. Even in the face of imminent death and destruction, you had something you could have used of the collective, but instead you chose, I still refuse the collective, I still refuse any kind of sway they have, I'm going to do this my way, and I'm just going to tell them. And you, you pushed forward through that. That was so good when you finally broke through and did it. It was so gorgeous. It was so, especially after uh, Taya told me about my um, apparent uh, how long is a piece of string speech. <laughs> because, <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, I don't know, because I've, I have had this thought in the back of my head of like, okay, I can understand why Harry's there. He is, you know, a, uh, not disgraced, but he's like a, a, a commandant that is like, fallen out of favor and is just trying to make his way in the in the universe cleo is a mercenary stuck in a bear you know there's other shit going on there that none of us understand but at, at the on the front facing end of it cleo is like you know a gun for hire who's happy to fucking blow things up and and do it chaotically and i was like been trying to think for a long time like what is z doing in all of that like there's no other z like we know why we don't see any other bears we don't see any other bears because Bears are um, a hated species, but why do we not see any other Atolla Medusas? And so for a long time, I've been trying to think about like what the backstory is. And Tay knows, like both of us think about uh, think a lot about our origin stories and what they're going to be. And uh, this episode definitely answered a lot of those questions for me. You know, that's so cool. I yeah. love it. I oh. really loved all of it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I'm going to be, like, processing this for days. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One day I want to be serious. It's funny because, like, I I definitely am resistant to, like, the emotional side of, like, uh, tabletop RPGs. I'm like, wow, we we make jokes. That's what we do. We do this funny thing. And, you know, I'm not good with the the serious thing. But uh, uh, I don't know. As awkward as it was, it was still fun. It was still fun. I, w- I want to, though. It's always funnier with, like, you know, a bit of truth to it, and a bit of, like, a, you know, I feel like... Right. Mm. I love that. There's this often sort of, like, a dark emotional sort of uh, core to a lot of joking, and uh, you got to keep it. you got to use it. 